0: You're listening to the acclaimed professional by choice podcast that is going to prepare you for the competitive professional world. Just like any sport, being a professional takes time, effort, practice, and commitment. With rigorous training and focus, you will know what it takes to be a professional. And now presenting your host, hailing from East Chicago, Indiana, the man, the marine, the legend, the all-knowing master of the professional routine, Chris Molina. So welcome to another episode of the Professional by Choice podcast. Today's guest is Maria Saronis. And Maria is a 2020 graduate of the Purdue Cranut School of Management, which, by the way, is a fantastic organization and institution. Uh, she double majored in marketing and management and also received a certificate in entrepreneurship and innovation. Maria is currently an OR Fellow working at NCW, which is a staffing and recruiting company in Indianapolis, Indiana. Maria, welcome to the PPC podcast and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. I'm very excited. And I'm uh, looking forward to kind of sharing everything yeah, with you. Yeah,
0: I'm, look, I'm looking forward to asking you a bunch of questions and having, having a, uh, a, a, a dialogue here with you. But before I get into any of that, um, how was your day today?
1: It was good. It was good. Uh, my friends and I, every Sunday, I live in Broad Ripple now, um, okay. and so we go to Broad Ripple Bagel Deli. Oh you ever been there?
0: I don't think I have. What do you get there? What's good?
1: Oh, it's the best. So they're like, I think they're the only place that steams their bagels. Okay. So you get this huh. sandwich. It's huge. And it's nothing like I've had before. So you <laughs> normally get that Sunday mornings and then you're set for the rest of the day. <laughs> you, you get a light dinner and then you're good to go. But yeah. it's funny. I mean, we bump into everyone over there. So a spot to be. That's awesome.
0: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that place out. And it, lo- it sounds like that's something you can look forward to and make sure that you have some good workouts during the week so that you earn that huge sandwich.
1: <laughs> well, we were talking about bike riding yesterday. That's why yeah. I do my big Saturday <laughs> bike ride so I can eat on Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so uh, before we get into your story and the few questions that I have for you, do you have any current or upcoming projects or life events that you're excited about that you don't mind sharing with us today?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I'm pretty much, you know, in into the job. So, I, I guess I guess we'll touch on it on it next. But no, nothing nothing major. Yeah. Um, looking forward to hopefully having a more normalized, you know, holiday season and seeing everybody. But sure, nothing too crazy.
0: Yeah. And so before we get into uh, other topics, and and um, maybe you, you you were referring to it, you're you're currently an OR fellow. Can you explain what that is to some people? Because even some of the people that are familiar with it have a difficult time understanding exactly what it is. So what is OR?
1: No, I totally understand that, Chris. Um, So it's a very unique program. It is a two-year commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you graduated in December or June of like whatever class you're in, Mm -hmm. um, you apply for the fellowship. So you go through these rounds. um, And then at the end, after I think like four or five, maybe six rounds, depending, um, you have a finalist day. So here, Orr has these partner companies. And so I think they're a partner company with like 70 around the Indianapolis area. Mm-hmm. And you interview with four or five. Um, and so then you kind of get your full-time role out of there. Okay. Now the unique part is I'm a part of the fellowship, but at NCW, my you know, partner company you know, I'm treated as like a normal employee. Sure. Um, I'm on a team with others that are not or fellows. Uh, but the, the interesting part is we have like a lot of stuff outside of, uh, outside of work. So right now we're in recruitment season, kind of getting the next batch of fellows. So I've pretty much been doing something every day after work, mm-hmm. but I mean, it ranges from continued learning, which is really kind of what drew me in. We have uh, once a month, we have like a it's called a business leader speaker series. Yeah. Um, and so we had the CEO of the onion last month, ah. kind of, his name was Scott Dickers. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it, it was very cool. Uh, just kind of that, um, continue learning part as well as there's 70 kids in my class mm-hmm. for fellows. And then there's, you know, the class above. So that's 140, um, new grads right away, living in Indianapolis, kind of doing the same program that I am. So it's pretty much a huge kind of, um, community and, and continued learning part that um, maybe some other jobs don't have. So yeah, that great. sounds
0: that does sound really cool. And it's interesting because you you have to take more than just a few sentences to explain exactly what you're doing, you know.
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. um,
0: and so kind of getting into my first question, my first question to to pretty much all of my guests is why. And so why marketing for you? Why yeah. management for you, and why entrepreneurship and innovation? So, why those things?
1: Definitely. So, I will start off with I did not come to Purdue for that. Okay. I came to Purdue, well, first of all, we are very blessed with IU and Purdue, both great state schools. So, you really yep. can't go wrong either way. Mm-hmm. And I was debating playing a sport at a smaller college, but there's not as many opportunities. You know, God forbid, I do want to change my major. So, <laughs> great. so I actually came in as physical therapy, pre-physical oh. therapy to Purdue, um, and I knew business was always like in the back. I would have pursued an entrepreneurship certificate regardless. Sure. Um, but once I shadowed a physical therapist, you know, I went through it growing up. But then I'm like, no way. When you're on the other side of the table, it's like <laughs> I cannot see a dislocated finger. Not <laughs> so. Um, quickly switched out of that one and um, landed in marketing and management. And okay. the reason why I chose that, I grew up in the family restaurant business. Okay. Um, I've seen, I mean, it's been around for like 40 years, but like I've seen my dad and I've worked with him and like, you know, managerial roles and everything. And I feel like I'm kind of a people person. Mm-hmm. So that definitely matched with my personality much better. Sure. Um, and then marketing is so great. I'm really into like the c- like customer experience and like, why they choose what they choose and everything. Yeah. Um, and Craner, I mean, you know, Craner is awesome. You have to dip your toes in each major. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I kind of went more into the business side of it. Um, and then, like I said earlier with the entrepreneurship, it made you think in an out of the box way for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the classes that you take, you create, you know, different businesses from the ground up. Yeah. So, all in all, I think we've created like two or three businesses.
0: That's really Very cool. Much. And without yeah. that experience, you don't you wouldn't get to say that because that's not something that you normally would do in Cranert.
1: No way, um, exactly. Yeah.
0: And so I, I have a few friends that uh, has that have the exact same certificate, and a, a common thing that I hear from them is saying that those were some of the most valuable classes that they took on campus. And and I know you're you're pretty early into your professional career. Do you have that same feeling?
1: Yes, I definitely think this was the most real life experience type class was entrepreneurship. I'm really surprised that they kind of don't make most Krannert, um students take something like that mm-hmm. just because you dealt with everything, you know, creating, marketing, finance, um, working with a team. Now, mm-hmm. it's not like I said, it's not just for business students. It's for everyone. So you're on a team with chemical engineers and like, you know agribusiness majors people that like think totally different than us Mm -hmm. Uh, and so like that is very real world and funny thing uh, about the or fellowship you actually are required to do um, like a pitch competition Ah. I've been hearing I'm sure it's going to come up kind of soon and so I'll basically do exactly what I did during my classes in entrepreneurship
0: yeah that's probably not intimidating at all for you
1: it's funny this morning we were talking about that and everyone's like, I don't know if I want to do it. I'm like, I think that's the only thing I'm good at (laughs) (laughs) as to why you should buy something.
0: (laughs) That is funny. That's awesome. So I think what I heard you say, if we can distill some of that, um, some, some of your, your personal experience is that, Mm -hmm. um, the importance of getting some type of experience in the major that you're studying is important because if, if you would have never been able to shadow somebody in physical therapy, you might've gone through the entire college, your entire college career, try to be a physical therapist and then realize that it's not just all helping people stretch and massaging muscles. And somebody comes to you with the, an ankle that is at a 90 degree angle and you freak out.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Um, so there was a class freshman year, which so glad that they did that freshman year. you were required to shadow and write a paper and i went to a couple different physical therapists um i also bounced around the athletic trainer idea in my head that would have been even worse i mean that is blood right on the field um but yeah i think it's very important to kind of get out there early as much as i wasn't a hundred percent set on physical therapy i went out i shadowed i saw i didn't like it so when i transferred into Mm Craner, immediately Good thing I kind of had my dad, and he had sales reps that come in, so I was able to kind of sit with them, and I went on a couple car rides with some salespeople to see, do sure. I like sales? You know, is that something? So
0: yep. very important. Um. So la- last question on this: do you have would do you have any advice to students that maybe don't have the the privilege that you had in your early experiences and 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 basically your circle that you were around. So you had the benefit of having um, a family business. You have a dad that sounds like he's, he's very involved in, in helping you um, mature. You, you had a course that made you um, yeah. shadow a, a physical therapist. Now there might be students, cause you mentioned smaller schools. There might be students that don't get that opportunity. So what yeah. advice do you have to those students about job shadowing and getting that experience and putting themselves out there so that they can see if their major actually fits with who they are.
1: Yeah. I mean, you kind of said it in the question, um, going to a big school, Purdue was great. The resources were awesome, but also at times like you could get kind of lost as a number. Mm -hmm. And so I think big or small school, you kind of got to take it amongst yourself, do some research and, you know, you went through high school and you played some sports, kind of sit down with the athletic trainer and ask them questions. I was kind of always in there asking my athletic trainer questions and mm-hmm. it'd be great at the time. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think just really taking amongst yourself. If you're not going to do it, kind of no one else is, um, you know, looking out for you as much as you are for yourself. So sure. definitely go out there, do it early, do it often.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think with what you're saying, the... The Tony Robbins quote comes to mind that it's never a lack of resources. It's always a lack of resourcefulness.
1: Definitely. So
0: everything is out there. You just got to go look for it.
1: Exactly. And the worst thing you ask questions, someone says, no, you know, you can't get around yep, or
0: ignores you. Either that's that. the worst worst yep. thing that's going to happen.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: so I mentioned already um, that you're a newly graduated, um, you're newly graduated from college and you have a full-time position. So you're in this kind of unique position where you're fresh out of college and it's fresh mm-hmm. in your mind, colleges, but you're also in the real world, and you've been there for a little while, so, and you have experience. Do you have any advice for freshmen and sophomores about leadership positions on campus, like in student organizations, or or getting a job on campus, um, or just participating in certain student orgs?
1: Definitely. Um, I will say, I was super. Like I said. I mean, I played a lot of sports in high school. I was so busy. I don't think there was one day that I came home from school and sat down. I did not have to go to practice or something. <laughs> and when I came to college, I was like, man, this is the first time I can be free. I don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And it was not good for me. <laughs> then it's like, oh, I have so much time. And then you just procrastinate. Yeah. So I learned, I really got super involved second semester freshman year and um, sophomore year. Okay. And I think that really helped. I mean, you expand your circle, you hear and you become friends with so many different people. Um, So funny thing, the reason why I switched into Craner was a girl in my sorority. Like, I don't even know if I've told her this, but what's her name? Maggie Robinson. Okay. I mean, (laughs) she was such a powerhouse, like super involved in everything. She was marketing management as well. And so I like saw her. I'm like, she's awesome. Sat down and talked with her. And, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, joining the sorority, seeing what she was involved in, like, I would have never been involved in that. And I would sure. have never played the switch. Who knows? Like, you know what, what I could be doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's huge is like just the network piece. And then you said leadership position. I mean, that's kind of, you know, warming you up for the real world. Sure. You're going to be a manager at some point. You're going to be in charge of some project. You know, doesn't matter if you're not in a managerial role, like you really are. So mm-hmm. I think definitely, I mean, you don't have to be the president of, mm-hmm. I was never the president of anything, Yep. <laughs> but, you know, just being like on the board or helping out on a, you know, a certain, you know, cabinet position, mm-hmm. I think it's super important, you know, being a little bit more than a member will mm-hmm. make the experience worth it.
0: Yep. That makes it worth it for you. But to your point, leadership isn't just for people in leadership roles, right? Like, if, if, if you're a leader, if you're, you're considered a leader when you have influence on other people. And just like you were saying, there was this one girl that you saw that was just like red hot and doing her thing. And you looked up to her. Yeah. It didn't matter if she had a leadership position or title at all. It's just who she is, exactly. is, made her a leader and had made it that she had influence on you. And if, if those people, um, aren't doing the right things and not setting the right examples, then who knows where we're going to lead other people to, you know? Yep. Um, and one thing that seems to be echoing in our conversation is your, how important it's been in your life to have a motivating circle of friends around you. Yes. Um, so can, can you speak a little bit to that? Why, why that's important and maybe your advice to college students to start creating and cultivating that circle and having a deliberate um, intent to say, hey, I'm going to audit my circle to ensure that people aren't bringing me down with them.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you're not going to drop someone um, because, you know, if you've been friends with someone for so long, you're not just going to drop them because they're not, you know, the president of this this or that. But I think that friend group's just start to form. And if, you know, two out of your three buddies are doing so great, like everyone else is going to see that and be like, wow, like I want to go after that internship, uh, you know, after that club, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were talking, you know, after graduation, we had like a little reunion um, over the summer and it's like, look at even our extended friend group. I mean, all of us pretty much got jobs right away, you know, graduated, pretty good GPAs, the whole thing. And so I really think it's, it's, you just see so-and-so is doing so well. I can do that. We're Mm -hmm. friends, you know, also, you know, you're going to want to hang out with them. So you're going to be studying with them Doing the club. I feel like I'm friends with like so many like little circles, you know what I mean? Through everything. Um, And so I think that's kind of the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, lo- I love that uh, that type of information because I think that's really important to hear,
1: yeah. um,
0: especially for people that maybe are out-of-state students yeah. and don't have that traditional um, high school group that they went into college with because not a lot of people have that. I know I didn't have that. That's that's why I spent so much of my time in student organizations because I was kind of looking for that group and naturally, and I want to be careful here because I, I think there are people that don't naturally have that circle of friends where they're like, all right, I'm going to seek out, um, these motivating people or, or I'm going to seek out the the people that motivate me. They just, they kind of fall into the friend group of like Mm -hmm. whatever their classes are or who's sitting next to them. And sometimes that, that, that might not work out for you. Like if if you see that those, those people that are in your friend groups don't have the healthiest habits um, they're not doing the best things that are for them or for you, and they're kind of just bringing you down when you really want to do these other things. That might be a, a good sign that, hey, I, I might need to make some better choices. And, and like you said, that doesn't mean that you just completely remove them. But you also need to have a group of friends that have the same um, motivations as you, the same goals as you, because those people will help push you to where exactly. you want to be. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think also just naturally gravitate towards like-minded people, you know? Yes. Um, and so I think everything kind of forms organically, but it's just super important. I mean, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, being an out-of-state student, I'm sure that's, that was, you know, a real big struggle. A couple of my really good friends were from out-of-state and, you know, if it wasn't for joining the sorority right away within the first couple of weeks of college, you mm-hmm. probably all would have met and then you kind of go from there, but. I mean, it's it's tough, but I think that college kind of sets you up well, Purdue sets you up well yeah. with the opportunities to branch out.
0: Yeah, I think we're pretty blessed with uh, the the type of university that we want to, um, that they can balance all those things. Um, yeah. Another thing that seems to be a, a common theme so far in our conversation is the importance of getting involved. And I think one of the things that uh, that helps – Benefit you when you get involved is one thing that we already talked about having a, a circle of friends that helps motivate you and push you. What are some other things that are benefits that are pros for getting involved because I, I will say, I can see some people's mindset, especially right now, where that everything has to be virtual, that they don't see the benefit of it because it's hard to try to convince students when when things are normal and you can you can physically go to call outs that hey come come join this this is this is good come come help out um so what what do you say to those people those students that um don't really maybe see the 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 immediate benefit of getting involved on campus
1: yeah i mean i couldn't even imagine going to school right now with all all that um virtually but I mean, it's fun to meet people. Maybe that's kind of like my extroverted self. And yep. but I mean, we now in or it's kind of like my freshman year now. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of the second years because I haven't met them because everything's been virtual. Mm-hmm. But I just think it gives you a different outlet of you know, kind of going back to the friend thing. You have your <laughs> little group, but all right, I'm I'm involved in in the marketing club. Like mm-hmm. boom. Um, You have just a different outlet, a little break. For me, it's the more I do, the more productive I am. Okay. So um, that was pretty much the biggest thing for me. But I also think you need to be, you should be involved like, you know, professionally and just stuff for yourself. So I'm Greek, ethnicity-wise Greek. And I joined um, this like Greek club uh, at school and it was awesome. One of my best friends now. She actually moved to Indy. She's from Florida. She's Greek. We were able to just connect on that deeper level. Yeah. You know, I feel like a little bit of, you know, more comfort. You feel like, you know, a little bit of peace of home is with you. So, sure. I mean, it doesn't even need to feel forced, like it's involved, but finding your people, whether, like I said, um, professionally or not.
0: Mm-hmm. So finding, finding friends, finding your tribe kind of,
1: yeah mm-hmm. is
0: is a reason to get involved and then you 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 kind of touched on it but profession, professionally what what are maybe some things from your personal um history at Purdue that you can point to and say that is a, a benefit that I got yeah f- from being involved on campus
1: i would say confidence 100% why um so i joined this professional club sophomore year mm-hmm. actually that's where i met chloe jenkins okay yeah and it was fine, like going to career fairs and stuff. I was you know confident in myself. but after joining that club and seeing like, okay, the people so the club brought back alumni, sure and like kind of notable alumni. and to to see that they are people just like us. They went to school, they went to these classes, management 201, just like us, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And to see where they are today, that really kind of put things into perspective, like, man, these people are 10 years out of college and they're doing these great things. Like I, everything is pretty like achievable now. You can kind of see the end. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that is huge. Um, something that I definitely walked out of way more confident. Um, and then I I continued with those kind of programs throughout the rest of college, Mm -hmm. picking up other little things, you know, networking, speaking a lot, you know, better
0: what, what, what part of your college career did you gain confidence in after that? Like you, the, what specifically were you not confident about? And then yep. afterwards you were confident. Like was, was it going to the career fair and putting yourself out there or was it something else?
1: So I am a very laid back kind of person. And I think sometimes people don't take me as seriously. At hmm. least freshman, sophomore year, they definitely did not. I mean, I remember I interviewed for a leadership position and I didn't get it simply because I wasn't professional enough. Sure. And that one was kind of like, oh boy, here we go. Like, it's time <laughs> to buckle down. Like, it's fine to show your personality, but I just think I wasn't taken as seriously. <laughs> and I think that's the part that really helped a lot. Huh. So, the junior year, so I ended up getting cut from that leadership position the end of sophomore year. Okay. That whole summer, I was just like, you know, kind of reading books and, and really learning like, okay, this is what I got to do. I got to come out with my A game now. And junior year is when I really kind of started to step out and, you know, be confident. Like if you come into that career fair showing like, you need to give me the job, you know, in, in a nice way that <laughs> you also need to do like me and she's a hard worker. Like she kind of puts herself out there and she'll hopefully get the job done. So mm-hmm. I really think that summer, switching into junior year, like really turned things around.
0: Yeah. No, I love, I love that you're, you're putting all the pieces together right now. You're, you're, you're talking about how um, meeting alumni and seeing the great things they did gave you confidence to say, yeah, I can do it. And then also trying to be and applying for leadership positions on campus gave you that kick in the butt of like, Hey, the way that I'm doing, doing things right now doesn't really get me the results that I'm looking for. Correct. Something needs to change. So you combined that kick in the butt with the the realization that all these successful people, they're me. They're the yeah. same people that I am. They've gone through the same things that I've done. And so that confidence with the knowledge of, I need to do something different, that, that kind of set you on a path for where you are right now.
1: For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's funny because looking back freshman year, I've got four years. This is the time to kind of relax. You make your friends, you're away from home, blah, blah, blah. That summer I was like, Oh boy. Cause that summer I was also applying to get into Craner because sure. I then figured out exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of those, like if I don't get into Craner now going yeah. into junior year, now what? So it was like <laughs> buckle down and, and kind of get into it. So. Yeah.
0: And I, I don't try to overburden any freshmen that are listening. But can you imagine if you didn't start getting involved your freshman or sophomore year and you waited until your junior, senior year?
1: Well, let me tell you, Chris, I kind of, I kind of had to wait because some of the things that I wanted to be involved in, I had to be in Craner. So I really, it went from zero to a hundred after that summer. So at least it was on radar for sure. Sure. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you're you're, you're kind of saying the exact same thing that I was gonna try to get to, which is start as early as you can. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because
0: like if if you would have waited till your like senior year or or there maybe there are people that were in the business school that yeah. waited that long, they had less benefit than they could have had if they would have started earlier. If that makes sense. Correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. I
1: mean, it doesn't matter what you do. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And uh, the last thing, which is one thing that you wanted to talk about, which I was so happy to read, which was the the importance of soft skills. Um, Because I focus on leadership, I focus on leadership, mainly. And one thing that is so important to me that I made it a whole chapter by itself in my book is communication. Because I think that if you if you can't effectively communicate with other people, people, then you cannot be an effective leader. It's just not possible. So maybe I can frame the question this way. Why did, what made you write the importance of soft skills? What, what jumped in your mind that was like, yep, I'm gonna write this down.
1: I think I am where I am today because of my soft skills. <laughs> I don't think I do not, I did not have the best GPA. I did not have, you know, the top leadership positions, all that jazz. I think being approachable, um, being very personable. Uh, I think that's really kind of where I am. The OR Fellowship. I talked about the different um, kind of stages and parts of the application process. I think three, three or four of the six steps were networking events. Hmm. I mean, you know, that's huge. I don't exactly know how they rank and everything, but I mean, it was kind of getting out there and talking to people and letting them know, um, just being very open and everything. Yeah. So going through, I had a group um, of my friends that we were all in Craner studying together, this and that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'd get a test back and we'd be like, oh man, like, you know, it didn't get the best score. But we're like, it's okay. We're going to get jobs because we have (laughs) like, we can talk to people. We are coachable. Um, and I think that's huge. So definitely soft skills for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think you, you, there are two positive things that come out of that two, two pieces of advice. And that's if you are naturally extroverted and it, it, it's a big benefit to figure out if you're extroverted or not. And one easy way is, is if you get energy from communicating with other people, and I know I do. You said you you do many times. If you have that, you can lean on it like, sure. because not everybody has um, the best of all worlds. And it was the same same way for me. I, I mean, I, I didn't go into a a STEM uh, discipline because that's not really where I want to be. That, that, that might not be my strong suit, but I'm also I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very much a people person. So I can lean on that if I if I need to. Um, so that's one piece of advice. The other piece of advice is, um, something that I heard at John Deere. So John Deere is a company that's full of engineers yeah. and really smart people. And the, the, the saying goes, what do you call an engineer that can communicate with other people? And the answer is boss because
1: seriously, yeah.
0: If So for all of those people that have those technical skills and then they know they have that, uh, that 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 uh, that science or technology or engineering or math um heavy focus, and they're good at it. if they can incorporate some of those soft skills that we have naturally, then we don't have that leg up on them, you know
1: exactly, exactly. I mean, man, exactly, imagine if we did engineering It'd be game over but <laughs> game over no, but I really think kind of that's who you're you're gonna hire people that you want to work with, right. Yep. So someone that you're going to want to eat lunch with, I'm not saying introverts you don't, but like Mm -hmm. they will be the ones to speak up in meetings Mm -hmm. and the ones who will offer, you know, be, be more approachable, you know, when you need help and this and that. And I've definitely noticed that throughout college. Mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of goes back into, you know, the confidence piece, you know, going to the career fairs, for example, Mm -hmm. I would just, you know, just walk in shake their hand, make a stupid joke about something and then you know, boom, you're, you're kind of in. So yeah. I think that's, that's huge.
0: Yeah. And it, the experience part of having to do stuff that helps get you to where you want to be. That keeps on coming to my mind in our conversation because I know for me personally. Um, so I, I was in, I joined uh, or I enlisted in the, in the Marine Corps straight after high school and I was the quiet kid. I, I didn't say much to anybody else. And through boot camp um, on sundays funny fun note on sundays you have 2 hours that uh, is allotted for um church if you want to go to church and they have offerings for all the different religions mm-hmm. and everyone goes to church because if you don't then you have to spend more time with your drill instructors who will like just continue to yell at you and make you do things that you yeah. don't want to do so everybody goes to church yeah <laughs> um And the people that I would go that that were there to um, help us go to church on the Sundays, they mentioned and they said, we see this all the time, the difference. At before we went to the crucible and after we went to the crucible. So the crucible in, in Marine Corps boot camp is a three-day event that is extremely stressful. You have to like traverse 50 something miles in that three days. You don't you're you're sleep deprived even more than you normally are. You you don't get to eat enough food. Like it's a very stressful thing mm-hmm. to go through. And the the person that you see on the other end of that is totally different from the person that you see before that. And another example in college, that I that, that comes to mind is seeing some of the friends that I had before they studied abroad and then after they studied abroad. Like they were totally different people, the level of maturity just like yes. exponentially raised. So I, I I I cue it up this way, this question this way, because I want to ask, maybe from your own personal experience or from experience that you saw in other people, what are some of those things that students can do to increase? their their soft skills to from one level to another
1: yeah um well here's a here's one that actually everyone should definitely could could do so i worked at the Corec. that's mm-hmm. our gym at purdue mm-hmm. i worked there in a customer service role my junior year all i did i was the ball girl all i did- <laughs> did was junior basketball, write down the number, swipe your card, you're done. Yep. But you are making small talk. Mitch Daniels would come in when I would work Wednesday morning. Sure. And it was cool. So I mean, I think being able to have those, and I work twice a week, those couple hours of just plain interaction, I really think kind of kind of gets you going. And then going back, um, joining a professional club is is huge as well. Sure. Um and yeah, I think those two are pretty big. Surprisingly, working, mm-hmm. being able to talk to the general public. I mean, granted, I kind of grew up in the restaurant business. I saw kind of talking to everyone. I mean, customer service is, is a little hard,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it makes you mature for sure. And you know how to handle situations <laughs> and everything. And let me say, I am not a confrontational person. And to be working at a restaurant, and, <laughs> you know, meal doesn't, you know, go as planned, or it's too expensive or anything. I really learned how to kind of cope with those challenges. That
0: makes a lot of sense. Um, So, so winding down here a little bit, what, what would you say is one of your biggest takeaways from your time as a student? Maybe one that we hadn't haven't talked about yet.
1: Interesting. Biggest takeaway. Um, I know we've we've talked about the real world experience, but you know what is actually a big takeaway: um, don't take yourself so seriously. Mm-hmm. I know we keep talking about getting involved in everything, but I mean college and. I had a conversation last night with someone who we were like, Oh, we never had internships like during school to kind of right. balance it you like, like, wouldn't that be something? And I'm like, I never wanted one because these are your four years to do everything that you wanted to before you start working for the rest of your life. Sure. Um, you mentioned study abroad. I went to Italy for one week, which was the <laughs> biggest teacher ever, but it was some spring break trip that that was something kind of cool that, was able to do and so I think like this is your only time to travel across the world with kids your age and and um kind of all that jazz so I really think take time you know go out on a Tuesday Mm -hmm. this is what it's here for you know what I mean so I mean get your work done get it done fast and then enjoy enjoy time with your friends because I mean, it's been four months working, which is great. I love it. But, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, man, we don't have a winter break. That's going to be nuts. So <laughs>
0: yeah, no, yeah, I, I,
1: just, just take advantage of the social part of college.
0: Not only do I love that advice of don't take yourself so serious. I love that you put the disclaimer on it. Get your stuff done. Yes. Make sure you do it right. But yep. then also go out, go do stuff.
1: Do it. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Is there anything else that you would like to leave with the listeners?
1: Um, It's okay to fail for sure. It's okay to not know what you want to do, as Mm -hmm. you can see. Um, I mean, right now with the OR fellowship, I'm in a rotational role. And that's, you know, simply because I don't know exactly what I want to do. So, you know, buy yourself time if you need Um, and just definitely just trial and error. I think that's the most important product important part of college. Mm -hmm. You got in, you're going to probably demonstrate you're going to do okay. So you know what, just, just kind of go with that. So
0: (laughs) if, um, if there are any people that would like to contact you to ask you more questions or just say, thanks for this nugget of advice that really helped, how can they do that?
1: For sure. Yeah. Um, I guess you could connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure maybe my name will be on there. Maria Serrano bonus. Um, other than that, yeah, let me know. I'll, I'll give you my phone number and other contact information later, yeah. but yeah, thank you so much. This is awesome.
0: No. Yeah. And, and I'll make sure that I put the LinkedIn profile in, in the, uh, um, in the show notes. And then I'd like to end all of my episodes with some offbeat questions, some this or that questions. So are you ready?
1: Yep. Let's do it.
0: All right. Morning person or night owl?
1: Um, a little bit of both.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll say both. Just depends on the day. Depends on the day.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Coffee or tea?
1: Coffee.
0: Dogs or cats? Dogs. Summer heat or winter cold?
1: Summer heat.
0: (laughs) You didn't even (laughs) budge on that one.
1: (laughs) Chicago sucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is your favorite way to unwind?
1: Ooh, um, a nice clean room and watching a 90s (laughs) (laughs) rom-com.
0: What is your go-to 90s rom-com?
1: Oh, um, it's got to be sleepless in Seattle.
0: Yeah. Sure. yeah. love my
1: Brian. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Um, what is a hobby that you want to pick up in the near future?
1: Ooh. Uh, so I tried yoga earlier this year. Mm-hmm. It was like a year's resolution. So I think we're going to stick with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just regular yoga or hot yoga? Or... Oh,
1: just regular for right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: Um, you mentioned Chicago. Who are your top three favorite Chicago athletes?
1: Well, you got to say Michael Jordan, Anthony Rizzo, such a cutie. Um, and then, I don't know, some other Cubs guy. <laughs> How about Sosa? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We all <laughs> that's
0: funny. Um, so talking about Chicago teams, again, if you had to pick only one Chicago team to follow for the rest of your life, who would it be?
1: Chicago Cubs.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yep,
1: you are huge Cub fans growing up. So.
0: So, um, can you quickly explain what old masters is and you, sh- can you share your favorite old masters memory?
1: Sure. Yeah. So the old masters program brings back like 10 notable alumni who've graduated I think like 20 years um, ago and they come back for a three-day program
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to be a part of it. You're mostly a host and hosts will uh, like maybe five or six hosts will host one old master. Mm-hmm. Um, and you train for this for about eight months mm-hmm. or eight weeks. Eight <laughs> weeks. Um, I was going to say
0: that's a heck of an orientation. Yeah,
1: right. Right. Um, for eight weeks until the program in November. Yep. Um, so I think one of my favorite memories uh, I had the vice, president of nestle um Mm -hmm. that was my master and it was just super cool because she was just a very real person yeah and and, uh we got to know her on a personal level and being in the food industry i loved every second of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um why is my big fat greek wedding a good reference for your upbringing
1: Well, Chris, have you seen my big factory wedding? My parents (laughs) own a restaurant. My grandparents live down the street. My uncle lives on the other street. Everyone's so loud. And everyone knows everything about each other. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Back on March 31st, you tweeted that kicking and screaming is the most (laughs) underrated flick of all time. Can you explain more?
1: Okay, Will Farrell and Mike Ditka, and the Italians pass the ball. The Italians—it's just these little comments that I feel like we didn't pick up on. Yeah, and it's—it's it's funny. Beans is in that movie. Remember Beans from the? Thick of yep. or something? Oh, yeah. It's a funny flick. It's <laughs> like dumb funny movies. But yeah. It's on Amazon Prime, I think so.
0: Yeah, and and sometimes (laughs) your brain just needs that dumb funny, you know?
1: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite place to go out for food at Purdue?
1: Ooh, um, best place at Purdue... Okay. It's called the Parthenon. <laughs> okay. It's a Greek restaurant in West Lafayette. It's so a little bit outside of Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was probably my favorite food. Otherwise we were kind of boring. We stuck to the Chipotle yeah, all that jazz, you know, triple X occasionally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, two more questions. What is one place that you want to visit before you kick the bucket?
1: One place. Well, I know I said my life is my big fat Greek wedding, but unfortunately I've never been to Greece. It's just never lined up in our lives and everything. So Greece, number one.
0: There you go. Um, And then last question, barring any job that you've had in your lifetime, what is, what would be your dream job if you could choose? And I mean, you could say Anthony Rizzo, personal assistant if you want.
1: Okay. Yeah. So does it have to be like realistic? (laughs) I my like bucket list is going to the olympics or having something to do with the olympics Uh so if i can be like a chairman or commissioner and walk in with the olympic Uh um, which that's my dream job like realistically Uh i think could happen who knows yeah
0: who knows man (laughs) hey hey, we'll we'll touch we'll have to do another interview when you get to do that how about that (laughs)
1: I'll let you know. And yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Maria, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate appreciated your insight today. And I hope you have a good, good week.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. This was awesome. Thank you. (laughs)
0: All right, that is the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I did, and I'm I'm happy that I did this um, type of interview with somebody that, somebody that just graduated. Um, it's really important to get that type of feedback because they they just made that transition, and that transition between uh, graduating college and starting your first job post college that's a very important transition that uh, is difficult for some people. And um, I loved her message of not just joining. Um, a student organization, but also being more than just a member um, and the importance of that. I love that message um, coming from a, a, uh, a person that was in a leadership role in a student organization. I appreciate that message very much. So if you are curious and you think you want to um, contact uh, Maria about uh, a question that you have or just to let her know that you enjoyed the podcast please reach out to her um, she, uh based on our conversation she's more than happy to engage with anybody that uh, wants to reach out and if you're interested in more content about being a better professional or a better leader you can head over to chris -molinacom you can scroll to the bottom of any of the tabs and click on I want free leadership content sent straight to my inbox and that will sign you up for my email list and what I do with my email list is I send out Free leadership content um, on a semi regular basis. (laughs) Um, And if it's not your cup of tea, then you can unsubscribe at any time and I won't email you anymore. You can also find me on LinkedIn, I post a lot of uh, content on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm, I'm fairly active there um, and you'll be a- able to access all the articles that I write on LinkedIn as well. And if you're interested in reading my first book, which is titled I'm in a Leadership Role, Now What? The Student Edition, you can find it anywhere books are sold. Uh, most people seem to find it on Amazon, but you can also find it on Barnes and Nobles or even at your local library and local bookstores. Uh, I don't know if many people know this, but regardless of what book you want to purchase, you can contact your local library or local bookstore, let them know what the book is and they can purchase it for you. So if you if you want to stay local, you can do that. And lastly, just one favor, um, if you do have a few minutes, I would love to hear your feedback. So you can leave a review on whatever platform or app you're using to listen to this right now, or you can send me an email. Uh, my email is chris at chris-molina.com. So that's chris at chris Com. And if you've read my book, I'd also love to hear your, your feedback and your review. So until next time, remember that it's never too early or too late to start your leadership journey or to start investing in yourself through professional development. Have a great day.